Welcome to Partners in Fright. This week is Joe's pick. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell them what you chose? Yeah, sure. I am super excited. So we, or I decided to choose uh, the thing, not the original one, but Carpenter's one uh, from the 80s. This film has a very special spot in my heart. I love it so much. And I just, this movie is reaffirming all the different things that I love about all my favorite horror movies. So again, isolation horror. <laughs> um, I, I, I love the camaraderie and the like fighting, I guess, between a lot of these guys. So it's just 12 dudes pretty much in a shack <laughs> in Antarctica right? trying to figure out what's going on. And I love the mystery behind it and I love the, um, like the ambiguity and you're not sure where this thing is it kind of reminds me of it follows a lot where it's this constant threat it could be anyone it's everywhere nowhere at once right it takes on the form of people you know different form yeah (laughs) a special form yeah and i think the last time that we actually watched this was in theaters which was really fun. Oh, the retro? Yeah, our local theater puts on like a uh, Halloween movie marathon, I guess. Like every, I think they do like Tuesday and Thursday nights. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of like classic movies. So I think this right. was the last time that we watched this um, which in theaters, which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we watched this. I think a theater experience is so different like i always Mm -hmm. love trying to catch classic movies that we love in theaters right even if you've seen it a a million times the experience is just so much different seeing it in theaters yeah definitely so we can i mean i'm sure mostly hopefully everyone has seen this yeah so we don't have to go through beat by beat in the plot yeah we're just kind of kind of go through it um, but can I just mention that '80s synth? Yeah, the <laughs> the um the score for this is pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of the similarities between the thing and Halloween. Yeah, and I think the music is one of those big tie-ins mm-hmm. between the two. Yeah, and speaking of the music, I was going through uh, the trivia like I usually do, and I actually learned something. There was unused music. For the for the thing that was later used in the Hateful Eight, huh? Also starring Kurt Russell. Oh no way! And the composer actually got a Razzie or something for his uh, composing for the thing, but I believe won an award for his music in the Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's funny. That's and, really cool. Uh, also, speaking to Kurt Russell, um, the man's a god. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I I love everything about him. Kurt Russell and Harrison Ford go like hand in hand for me. 
yeah. of like playing like those cocky, confident, mm-hmm. like yeah. usually drunk characters. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you had to pick one, who would like you choose? A man's man. Uh like Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I I gotta go Harrison Ford. Really? Yeah. I'm going Kurt. Really? Yep. I think personally I have much more of a sweet spot for Harrison Ford's mm. movies. Okay. Like Indiana Jones is very special to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that I really got into a lot of Kurt Russell's movies until I was much older. Okay. Like I didn't watch them as a kid or growing up. I always forget that the movie opens with the spaceship. Me too. <laughs> at like every time it surprises me. And I, I was wondering, do you feel like it would be more effective if it didn't? I was going to ask you this same question at the end of the, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the episode. I, I'm kind of leaning towards having no spaceship at all. Like I, I think I love the idea of the Norwegians finding something in the ice, but then no discovery of the spaceship, no having the spaceship at the very, uh, in the intro. What about when Blair builds it at the end? I mean, I have an issue with that in general, um, but I would, I would have the same effect of, or it would have the same effect on me if there was no spaceship that he was building. Okay. I can under- I can understand him being infected and wanting to escape. And it does make sense that the thing would build a spaceship and have that knowledge of doing that. But to me, like with the spaceship, there's some sort of answer. Mm-hmm. And I love when there's there's just questions and the unknown of it all. Right. So I would say erase all spaceships. And I, w- I would prefer that, but. I think I would nix the spaceship in the opening. To be honest, though, I could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion's not too strong about it. Right. But I like them finding it in the ice, and I like Blair building it later. Yeah, so okay. I think either way. And I, I don't mind it at all. It's not really that prevalent in the movie. Like, it doesn't yeah. distract you from the movie. It It comes up maybe two or three times. Yeah. But I agree with you that it would be much more, I guess, disturbing mm-hmm. uh, if you just saw them dig up something. Right. Like, you didn't get the footage. They didn't go to see the spaceship. It's just some unknown mm-hmm. thing that they're digging up. Yeah. Which I was like, what if it's Captain America? <laughs> I love that thought. So I'd be very suspicious of this dog if a dude, a stranger, just shot a person and walked right by the person and went to shoot the dog again. Wouldn't you be like, I'd yeah. be like, what did this dog do? I was thinking that when <laughs> when we were watching this dog that is scene. a wanted criminal. Yeah, my. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to put myself in their shoes, but I feel like my first thought would be, you know, they're shooting at that dog. They're putting a lot of effort into this. There must be something up with that dog. Yeah. Um, oh, when, uh, when the dog starts transforming, I'm just going to call it transforming. 
It. I called it thinging out. Thinging out. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um. It. It kind of reminded me of something from like a Resident Evil game. Oh yeah, because of the dogs. Well, that and just like it's like this blob, this blobby, like fleshy, oozy. You're right. A carcass. lot of the bosses, like particularly in like RE7 and RE8, like turn mm-hmm. into just. I was thinking of, I think it's Resident Evil Village, the giant like baby, like the baby monster. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Re- well, that's Resident Evil Eight. Is that eight? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that baby. It's that fucking baby. Fucking creepy. I know. I love it. Every Halloween, or shall I say, spooky season, mm-hmm. I'm in the mood to watch Evil Within, um, and any Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Like I really just, and I've watched people play those games a million times. Yeah. I will not play them personally. <laughs> I won't play them. Uh, I, I lo- would not survive that. I love rewatching those and Outlast. Uh, which one's that again? The photojournalist or the journalist. Oh, that's the- like Outlast 2, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has just like a night vision camera. Yeah, I remember that. I think that um, I like this movie a lot because it's one of the ones that my dad really likes. Mm-hmm. I think we went over this with like The Shining too. Backstory, my dad doesn't really do like horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that he's probably a big Kurt Russell fan though. Oh my God, so yeah. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he likes this movie. And I, I would say like The Shining and like The Thing are like two, which makes sense. I They're mean, that was like comparable. his era. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a particular reason why I love this movie was because like I got to share it with my dad. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This dog though was like, a paid actor. I hope it was a paid actor. I hope that dog got money for think, this performance. I think the dog's name was Jed, I believe. And apparently, from what I was reading, he was such a good boy. Oh. Like, John Carpenter loved using him because he didn't have to take many takes. He did his blocking perfectly. He didn't, like, stare at the camera. Aww. He was a good boy. He was such a good actor. <laughs> um, But he dies. So, oh my god i thought you meant in real life no no i mean no. i'm well, sure he's dead now oh yeah long gone sorry for the dog lovers out there Ooh, again a lot of them in this one <laughs> yeah yeah um but speaking of dogs and uh people getting shot so the the character who got shot in the leg um uh, his name is bennings and one of the things i love most is not only the score but just these sound effects. Oh, yeah. Particularly the sound coming from from thinging out. And when Bennings was... There's that scene where he's like in the snow and they're all circled around That's him. That's my favorite scene. And he just looks at Kurt Russell and opens his mouth and it's this like vacuous... I don't even know. Yeah. It freaks me out like... um. This is going to be very specific, but like air raid sirens. Okay. When I hear that. Like Silent Hill type. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm getting goosebumps. I, I don't know. There's just something about it. It just like, it gets to my core and it's just, it freaks me the fuck out. So when he was just staring at Kurt Russell and his mouth was open and you hear this like air raid siren. Oh God. Yeah. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my 
I agree. It's something about the sound, but then also just like the vacant stare on his face. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like in the beginning of the movie, when Mac takes the helicopter over to the Norwegian base, mm-hmm. his hat is so ridiculously large. I was thinking about Scary Movie 3 when the hat just gets progressively <laughs> bigger and bigger. <laughs> that was, I was going to bring that up. Um, have you seen The Three Amigos? With Steve Martin and Martin Short and I think Chevy Chase? No, I don't think so. When you get a chance and people at home look at the movie cover, they have giant sombreros. McGreedy's hat looks just like one of those oh sombreros. <laughs> and it's massive. That's almost, so accurate. almost to the point where it's distracting a little bit. And oh my I God. love when he just he wears it. Sometimes he it's like, you know, hooked around his neck. No, yeah, it's best when he is wearing it on his head. <laughs> so we're introduced to all of these characters. I think there's 12 in total at this base camp. And it's like a U.S. research camp, I guess. Yeah. I It, it probably adds nothing to the movie, but I'm just curious. I want to know what everyone's role is. Oh, yeah. Because, like, obviously, Windows is the radio operator. operator. Um, Copper's the, you know, the doctor. We have the research guy. Blair. Uh, Blair and um, Fuchs. Yeah. And then McReady, he's obviously the pilot. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it adds nothing to it, but I just, I'm always curious. No, I agree. Because. I, I, want, I want lore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like stereotypically you think of these bases and you're like, oh, yeah, like a bunch of scientists, right? But like these are just a bunch of bros. It, they really are. Yeah. yeah. And I love how like some of them have beef with each other. Some are more closer right. to just like, like actual. And McCready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't done at the Norwegian base though. Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, the guy that has his wrist slit is like so gnarly with like the frozen blood. Oh yeah. That's another one of my favorite, like, I don't know, just the entire effects team. Like that's one of the reasons why I love this movie Mm -hmm. is just the special effects. Like there's nothing like it and they're all practical. Yeah. Special effects. Like there was no, you know, CGI. Mm -hmm. I just, it's so cool. I know. I love it. It forces, you know, it forces them to be, I feel like, a little bit more creative than if you were just, a, you know, a CG artist. Right. Well, because they remade it. They did, like, a prequel reboot. Yeah. Did we watch that? Uh, I feel I like we did. I know I watched it. I will never forget this. So, yeah, there's a 2011. It's a, um, it's a prequel, and it takes place at the... Norwegian camp when they dig it up and and right. whatever, and feel free to skip that one if you want. It's eh, it's fine, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like maybe we watched it. I don't but... know. I don't know if we watched it together, but I know I watched it at a train station in Minneapolis in the middle of the winter because I was going to my dad's. It just sticks in my head because that movie you know takes place in the Antarctic and yeah, Minnesota gets fucking you were cold going to the in the Antarctic? winter. Yeah, (laughs) and just like staring out at the snow while watching this movie with my winter coat on, I felt like really immersed in it. And the special effects were amazing. And there's a bunch of people like Joel Edgerton is in it. 
and you know i could see him as like a kurt russell like recast maybe right i mean it was a prequel so obviously not but just in general Mm-hmm. Um and Mary Elizabeth Winstead in, is in it, mm-hmm. who was also in Final Destination. You were watching Final Destination three a while back, and I was like, "She's in Sky High." Yeah, and then you were like, "What the fuck is Sky High? <laughs> like, how do you not know about Sky High?" I've never seen uh, Sky High. And then she is also in Scott Pilgrim versus the World mm-hmm. and Cloverfield Lane, and she's married. So you and McGregor. Yeah, I get her and Brie Larson mixed up sometimes. I think I want to be her. <laughs> <laughs> I love how when they bring back the remains that they find in the Norwegian base mm-hmm. that they're like still smoking when they like unwrap it from the blanket. Oh, yeah. But then also, why are they not more concerned about it when they find it at the base because they just look at it and they're like, is there a man in there? Mm-hmm. But like, if I saw that, my brain would like not be able to compute. One of my few nitpicks with this, if I were to critique it, uh, the some of the writing and some of the acting, where there's some reactions from some of the guys where it doesn't really make sense, or if you were in that actual... Yeah. Scenario. Particularly, uh, McReady, the generator's gone. <laughs> well, can you fix it? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, also, no, I agree. I so that guy who's talking to McReady. Yeah, his name's Gary in the movie. Oh, and I it's, thought. Oh, okay, yeah. I think the biggest atrocity of this movie is Gary spelt with two R's. I know we wouldn't even know that unless we had we had the subtitles. Yeah, and the dude's eyebrows are. Out of control. I know. You mentioned that when we were watching it. You were like, I'm you like, need to I can't stop staring eyeballs. at it. I can't stop staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think that the thing looked like when they found it in the ice? I'm trying to remember if they showed it in the 2011 one. I honestly don't remember. I'm just asking for your opinion. Yeah, yeah. My- like looking at this movie in a vacuum. Um, I would like to think it looks like, uh, do you remember Arrival with Amy Adams? Vaguely. So we don't really see the aliens. They're kind of behind this like foggy glass. They're massive and they kind of have like these tentacles. That's what I'm thinking. It's kind of like, cause that spaceship that landed, they show it and it is massive it's like the size of the millennium falcon yeah and i I actually wrote that it was a (laughs) millennium falcon i refuse to believe that there was just one alien in there too Hmm. because they later say that yeah there's a lot of space to move around a lot of room for activities in that spaceship (laughs) yeah exactly and they they said that they thought the alien kind of like crawled out and froze right and that spot it wasn't a big spot. It looked like the size of maybe like a human and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like if it crash landed and it crawled out from the spaceship, it had nothing to imitate. So mm-hmm. whatever that form was, was its actual form. Right. You know? So to answer your question, a little bit bigger than a man, tentacles, okay. and, and goopy. 
Mm. I want to say goopy. Because they freeze easy. I could see that. What about you? <laughs> You're smiling. <laughs> I feel like anytime that I think of like, what's an alien look like? I think of the most generic, stereotypical alien <laughs> I've like ever. That's okay. Uh, but I think your assessment makes more realistic sense, at least for this movie. Speaking of aliens, have you watched Fire in the Sky? No. It's from the 70s? Oh. That's a really messed up alien movie. We should watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Again, kudos to this dog for just carrying this movie. <laughs> like, and not only the dog, but the wind is also a paid actor. The sound of the wind. Oh, my God. You could feel the cold while watching this movie. Yeah. And the amazing thing is a lot of this movie was filmed on a soundstage where it was like 100 degrees outside. That's so funny. It's insane how they did this. There's something so comfy looking about long underwear, too. Oh, the long johns that they're wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, McGreedy says later, oh, what does he say? I just want to get up to my shack and get drunk. <laughs> I relate to that so much. <laughs> he looks like he has a great setup. Like he's got mm -hmm. a little shack. Yeah. That's like separate from everybody else. And he just like goes up there. And also I was like, I bet McCready never became the thing because he literally doesn't drink any water at all, just alcohol. That reminds me, I didn't look it up, but there's like theories on the end. With the bottle? Yeah. Yeah, I forget what the theory is. I'm gonna, do you wanna look it up real quick? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, so I was thinking, would you want to be in like a research facility out in the middle of the Arctic, not going through what they're going through, but would you want, would you ever want to spend like six months at a research center out in the middle of nowhere? Um, I think if I was single, maybe. And like no family, you mean? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, even if like, I mean, if you're an adult and it's just six months, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I'd be able to go six months without seeing family <laughs> but yeah i don't know really okay oh i would totally do it i think that sounds awesome i think that now would be a much more you'd have modern day conveniences like mm -hmm. um in the thing they show them playing like taped episodes of price is right and that's <laughs> yeah that's all that they have to watch and they're like i've i know how this one ends i would bring so many books with me and i love the little rec room they had yeah yeah a little arcade and a ping pong table so the bottle theory is that mcready gives childs uh gasoline instead of whiskey at the end the thought being that the thing is an alien life form it wouldn't be familiar with how anything tastes on earth so when childs doesn't react hmm. to the gasoline it's a dead giveaway that he's been taken over interesting and mcgreedy does like have this little smirk or he smiles after he gives keith david the, the yeah. whiskey he seems like he has a secret 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 and i do That's think that it makes sense because there's so much focus on the whiskey bottle. Like, there's so yeah. many shots of the bottle throughout right. the whole movie. Yeah. 
I thought um, when I was younger and when I first watched the movie mm-hmm. that like somebody had maybe taken a sip out of the bottle that was the thing mm-hmm. and like the saliva, I guess, was left over on the bottle and oh. that it could have infected them if they were drinking from it. Oh, interesting. Okay. I always thought it was like a, not like a blood transfusion, but like contact right. via blood, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Because McReady says like pieces of it can live like separately of its own. Mm-hmm. Case in point with, um, what's his name's head? Norris. Norris's head, yeah. So like you would think that like potentially a little bit of itself could survive like the blood mm-hmm. moves on its own after they use like the hot needle on it so yeah and theoretically a- saliva could also do that i guess right and there's a couple bodies where we don't really fully see what all happens with it so a part of someone's body like fuchs they just find his body kind of buried outside his like fingers could have like inchworm their way like <laughs> around base camp yeah, I was just on this Reddit thread about the whole bottle theory thing. Mm-hmm. And some people do think that it's gasoline. Other people, like what I just said, believe that it's the saliva thing. Like if mm-hmm. Childs were human, he wouldn't have accepted it because of the perceived chance of being able to be contaminated with the whiskey bottle, like sharing the saliva. Uh, um, huh. But they also point out that if you're assimilated, then like, Literally, your clothes break off like you like fucking Hulk out, Mm -hmm. and it's messy. But I think there's another side to that too, where it's not necessarily where like you're being assimilated. It's just the fact that the thing is living in small quantities, I guess, like in saliva or in blood, or like you know, it's almost like a virus. Yeah. So, do you think it chooses when to? show it's more like true form or do you think it can choose to be hidden like whenever it wants obviously you can't like go back (laughs) from a destroyed body right i think like they said you know it wants to survive like it's all about self-preservation so Mm -hmm. if it has a chance to kind of stay under the radar it's going to do that if it's being threatened and that's when it's going to reveal itself or when it's you know assimilating or eating the, like the dogs when it's in right. the kennel with the dogs. I I agree. My the one thing I noticed was Norris before his his own little alien scene <laughs> on the operating table. They show a shot of him having it looked like a pain in the stomach. Yeah. And he was very it seemed like he was very confused about that. So I don't know if it was the thing starting or right. thinking about its transformation, you know. Yeah, because it almost seemed like Norris was, quote unquote, infected, mm-hmm. but he was still Norris right. and didn't realize that he was the thing, even though, like, right. So I don't know if it's like truly it's faking being that person or right. that animal, or it's like a host situation where it's just kind of like lingering in there. And hibernating until it wants to take over. Yeah. So when Blair is running his like little simulation thing on the like (laughs) eight bit computer. Yeah. I think the computer says like 75% chance that 
your team has been infected. And I'm like, girl, it's more like a hundred percent chance. Like <laughs> who are we? Getting? Yeah. And then after that, it was like, if the virus or whatever reached civilization, it would take what? 27,000 hours. Yeah. And in that short time span that it was on the, our TV screen, I was trying to compute in my head how long 27,000 hours is. I don't know. We'll do this math right now. My ultimate horror movie is me taking a math quiz. 1,125 days. Approximately three years. Three and a half years. Just three. three. Mm. See, math, terrible at it. (laughs) My God, that'd be insane. It'd be messy. Mm -hmm. So you said your favorite scene was at the very beginning when they burned the first victim pretty much right uh, the guy who got shot in the leg bennings yeah you said yeah. that was your fa- okay yeah my favorite scene is the blood test scene oh yeah classic i oh my god so it what it maybe like halfway through the movie just over halfway i would say yeah i would say end of the second act yeah so a couple people have already died the characters are trying to figure out what the hell's going on mm-hmm. they have lost their research dude their doctor so a helicopter pilot is coming up with a plan yeah (laughs) which is brilliant by the way and it works yeah yeah it honestly is very creative but the tension that is built of like okay they have a plan they're putting it into effect and they're going to see who is infected and the majority of these people are tied up and they have nowhere to run and i don't think there's any music i think it's yeah. Pretty silent. And so McCready, you know, heats up a wire and he draws blood from each guy. Which, by the way, a couple of them slice their thumbs open with no problem. Oh my god. I would have in like the worst spot too. Like they all chose like the most inconvenient spot to like slice your thumb open. You know how many nerve endings are in your fingers? Pick like a fatty part of your arm or something. Where you just need like, a little bit of all that I'm thinking is that they're gonna have to like operate those flamethrowers if they are not in fact the thing. Mm-hmm. And like Get an every time that they try to like <laughs> press the button, they're like, "Oh shit, my fucking cut!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was insane. And like when when you first watch it, they don't have windows, especially he doesn't have a reaction, and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, he's infected. He's the thing." I really liked Windows. I think Windows, um, Nukes, and McCready, obviously. Oh, Fuchs? Oh, yeah. The research guy? I got confused with uh, Newell's. Is that his name? Uh, Nalls. I I think Nalls. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I know. There's a a lot. There's a big cast. Uh, Yeah, I love- Fuchs, McCready, and Windows are my favorite characters. I love McCready. Um, He's kind of a- dick at the end but i loved um oh shit clyde i think is the dog guy clark clark yeah yeah the dog guy and i felt bad for clark and all yeah, his dogs all his puppies yeah yeah so they tie up doc childs and gary and palmer, and palmer. i don't think palmer was initially tied up but then he gets tied up they give them morphine he said I guess yeah. to like calm him down to like make him chill. Did he give a reason? I don't I don't remember. Relax, I just want to take some blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, 
I found it a little comical too, this whole scene, because mm-hmm. so Palmer is the one that ends up being like the thing and his blood fucking jumps out yeah. in its own little like monster form. And then Palmer starts shaking and then Gary Childs and Doc are all like fucking untie us. Get us out of this bench. So I partly of why I love this is did that even make sense. Part of why I love this is so you see Palmer go through this transformation through like like a dozen different variations. Yeah. And one of them, it was like right before he went full like thing it was frightening for me i'll have to try and find a still of it for you but it was the part where it was towards the beginning and gary is leaning away and palmer kind of looks at gary and he has this like fleshy mask that covers his face okay it's it's really hard to explain is it the same kind of uh form that it has before it eats windows because Windows um, goes to flamethrow it, and then it just kind of stands up in front of him, and then it cuts to the thing's face, and it's like a dark, like, his mouth is like Yeah, it had like drawn black open. kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I think we're talking about the okay. same thing. If I find it, I'll, I'll post it to our Twitter. Um, but that led me to ask, do you have a favorite variation? I have two. Okay. One one is this one, the Palmer one. The other is the famous Norris one where uh, those little spider legs crawl out of his head and oh, it yeah. crawls out of the, yeah. the room. Those are my two favorite ones. I will get to that question, okay. but I wasn't finished oh, with- God, I, uh, I keep interrupting you. I'm so sorry. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, with why it's so comical to me during this scene- because it is kind of funny that they're all freaking out because Palmer is like thinging out next to them. <laughs> but then Palmer runs outside on fire after McCready oh, on fire. And I know then, what you're um, going to say. And then McCready just grabs a stick of dynamite, <laughs> chucks it on top of his body. <laughs> just and then it, fucking it literally cuts to be like, he comes back inside and he's like, well, mm, time for the next one. Yep. Like, <laughs> he kind of like double tapped pretty much. Palmer, like lit this dude on fire, (laughs) threw a stick of dynamite on him. There's an explosion, then comes back in, brushes off his coat. He's like, all right, uh, who's next? (laughs) (laughs) And I noticed. So uh, when they're outside, it's it's like night out. It's dark. Yeah. In the Antarctic, it I mean, it's it's at the, you know, the North and South Pole go through this six months of. We're doing fucking math and geography like is. (laughs) It's too well, late for this. So there's six months of night, and then there's six <laughs> months like of day. Sounds like math, Joe. No, no, no. Listen. Okay, okay. In the beginning of, uh, in the beginning of the movie, it's like daylight. daylight, and then there's a shot where it's night out, and then the next day it's day again, and then the whole like second half of the movie is all dark. Are they in Antarctica? Yeah. And they truly don't have like a night when it's daylight. Like there's no difference. It's just like 24 hours of day and night. Yeah, it'll either be 24 hours of sun or 24 hours of just dark. But there is in the beginning, there is that scene where it's I'm gonna dark write out. that off as an artistic decision. <laughs> and I stand behind them. Okay. All right. Perfect. 
<laughs> I just wanted to make that known. Oh, uh, you asked me what my favorite like iterations of the thing is. Yes. If this is very specific, but when Norse is on the table and is basically dead, the doc is oh. trying to resuscitate him and <laughs> uses the paddles and his just fucking chest cavity opens up. It's just the sound. I don't know why. I just love the, it. Like, yeah, it's so hollow. It's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. His skin is like a vanilla wafer or something. <laughs> and then uh, it just like eats the doctor's hands. And then, you know, he's got these little stubs that are bleeding everywhere. Right. Uh, that's my favorite. And just the whole dog scene in the beginning. Mm. Yeah, um, that one was pretty gnarly. Because the dog just comes in to the kennel. Mm-hmm. And just lays down and stares. Just like straight. It's so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And then all the other dogs are like, what's wrong with this dog? Yeah, I love that. This is probably my favorite dog actor. Other yes. than maybe the Homeward Bound doggies. But this one. Can anyone really compare? <laughs> so he goes, he walks they, into wait, the. They should have an awards ceremony specifically for animal actors i bet they do i bet it exists <laughs> all right while you're looking that up uh i love when the dog walks into the the kennel and it yeah it's like a it's like a human actor because he like he has his head down and he's kind of looking around a little bit and he just is taking in like oh there's other dogs here i wonder if they're gonna find me out and immediately you have one of the other dogs start snarling at him. And there's another dog that starts chewing away at the fence. Yeah. It's like, he holy gets pretty shit. far too. Yeah. Um, it's called the Poskers. It's a real thing. Oh my god. That's so cute. I hope this dog won the Posker. But anyway, like when it <laughs> starts transforming, yeah. like when its head opens up and then like those little tentacles come out. Oh yeah. Um, but then also, later on in the scene, when like all the guys from the base come and uh, you know, kill it, mm-hmm. and it turns into that giant like blob, yeah, with like one eye mm-hmm. in like the stomach area, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Um, I personally would love to see a remake, but with all women. Do you have like a, a deep reason for it, or is it just? Just because. because I think that they would be a lot smarter about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they would get to the blood test a little bit sooner, mm-hmm. maybe, um, and not yell as much. I, I think they would get to the test sooner. I think they would yell more. You know what? I think <laughs> that one of them would speak Norwegian. So when the uh, Norwegian scientist I'm shooting at the dog. They're like, let's talk this out and have a little powwow. And they're like, this dog needs to go. Powwow. And everyone needs to test uh, their blood now because that dog just licked three people. Okay. So <laughs> so you would want a cast full of women so they would get to the answer quicker and thus destroy the thing? Because um, that sounds like a happy ending to me. And that's not a horror movie, Devin. It could be. If you want an all-woman cast of horror movie, then we got to watch The Descent. Well, I do want to watch The Descent. 
love that movie. I just think it would be fun to see what different choices they might make. Yeah. I would watch it. So you mentioned that you have thoughts about Blair building his spaceship, and I would love to hear those thoughts. Which, while you're gathering those thoughts, they go into the tool shed where Blair has been kept this whole time. Mm -hmm. I was kind of team Blair, you know, for the beginning of the movie. Team Wilford Brimley. Sure. (laughs) And uh, he's dug an entire tunnel system underneath the tool shed and has built a UFO. Or I guess it's not flying, so it wouldn't be a UFO. He built a spaceship. A UO. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, no one is very concerned by this they're like what is what do they say oh he's trying to get anywhere but here yep it's well um (laughs) i'm sorry and i i think that's a whole ass spaceship i think mcgreedy's the only one out of those guys who saw the original well they all saw it on the film oh was the ship itself on the film i think so uh you know what maybe not i think they might have only seen like huh. the border of the ice. So you're right. There was some stuff that they had to cut from the film. And McCready, his background, he was a Vietnam helicopter pilot. So he's used to seeing like really, I mean, not like spaceship alien shit, but really messed up stuff. And little stuff like there's a line where he's like, I'm a light sleeper childs comes from like the Vietnam time. Oh, OK. Where- I didn't know that. And he has like PTSD and he's like a drunk and stuff like that. Um, so I want to talk this through because I haven't thought about it too much. Blair, he dissects the thing. He's like learning about it. Then he kind of disappears. Right. Because they're like, Blair's been holed up in his room. He hasn't been out in like a couple hours or something. Right. Now, when he's destroying the radio station or the radio room. Yeah. Going full to Jack Torrance. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of axes and doors in this one. Um, why do you think he was destroying the radio equipment? I think at that point, potentially he's not infected. He sees on the computer that it's going to take three years for entire, basically the entire world to become right. overrun by this thing. Yeah. Um, and that there's pretty much a hundred percent chance that one of his teammates is already infected. Correct. So I think that he's trying I think that he destroyed the helicopter so that they couldn't leave, so that the thing couldn't get out, and that they destroyed all the comms so that basically no one would know like what happened and no one would come looking for them like they did with the Norwegians. Right. I I agree. I think he was drunk as well because there's a shot where they show him pulling his gun out of the drawer and on top of the table was this giant ass bottle of Smirnoff I'm not sure if it was empty or not Um, but like just the way he was kind of talking and like walking and shooting a gun seemed a little like he was intoxicated so at that point if he was infected then he wouldn't have destroyed it like so I think at that point that was just him and he's coming to terms with everything and he was drinking and he was like going crazy. I wish he would have told people his plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like this shit could get out kind of deal. Like at that point he was human. He knows what liquor is and what liquor tastes like. 
But then when he was out in the like shed, I guess it's assumed that he dug the hole down there, right? So then I don't know when he would have gotten infected because they immediately put him out in the shed and then that thing, you know, started building the spaceship. Yeah. Well, they're also looking for Fuchs and Fuchs's body is burned in the snow and they never explain what happened to him. Mm -hmm. They theorize that he could have burned himself because he wanted to avoid becoming the thing. I guess I thought maybe Fuchs infected him. That doesn't explain why his body was burned. Right. That's what I was trying to figure out. Because Fuchs is the one that has like the mystery death to it, I guess. That I was trying to... Yeah, they don't really go back to it. They they find his body and then they're like, oh, okay, he's dead. And that would make sense why Fuchs went out to see uh, Blair because there's m- many times where he's telling McGreedy, he's like, we need Blair. He can help us. You know, I'm not sure like what to do kind of deal. Um, and then there, we notice that there's a noose in Blair's shed, yeah, I love which that. you darkly laughed at, because <laughs> <laughs> they just like slide open this little window to his shed, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Have you seen Fuchs?" And they completely ignore the fact that there's just like a noose in between them and right. uh, Blair. It's not even hidden; it's clearly I know it's just them. right next to Blair, and he doesn't even say anything about it. He's like. He's just sitting next to the noose, and he's like, I'd like to come out. <laughs> please, please let me out. <laughs> it is, like, dark humor. I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like he just, like, built it to, like, fuck, fuck around. Right. I was just thinking with the 2011 one, um, do you like having more information? Because that's, that's a prequel. You get You do get more information on, like, what happened at, like, the Norwegian base and how they discovered it and stuff. Or would you prefer a more like cloudy or non-existent origins per se? Specifically thinking on this movie alone, I'm okay with it being vague. Yeah. At the end of the movie, those are my questions. I'm like, what did happen to Fuchs? Like when, like you said, did Blair get infected? Mm -hmm. What's up with Childs at the end? How did it resolve? Right. I mean, I'm assuming that both of them froze to death. Would it make it less um, of a horror movie for you if you knew those answers? Would it be less scary for you? No. Really? Well, well hang on. I'm not finished with my thought. Again, you're interrupting me. I'm so sorry. I do have those questions at the end of the movie. Also, another one of my questions is what happened at the Norwegian base? I would love to see that storyline. But I don't need all of those answered during this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Then I would appreciate, like, a sequel or mm. a prequel to kind of answer those questions. Right. I love I love the unknown. I like I don't want to know or I feel like knowing those answers would remove any kind of terror about the movie. It would make it less scary for me. Even if it was through a prequel? Yeah, I think so. Really? I mean, if I viewed the movies individually, then then yeah, I think they would be pretty effective still. Um, but if I if I like step back and views it viewed it as like a whole then yeah i think that would take away some of the mystique for me yeah i guess you felt a little bit like that during it follows where i was really obsessed with the rules of how it got transferred <laughs> and um <laughs> that's great 
uh and you were like i really don't care <laughs> yeah if if you guys want to listen to Devin go on what a five ten minute <laughs> questionnaire of <laughs> what if it was on a tree could you like transfer from a tree oh my I, god <laughs> Yeah, go watch, go watch our It Follows Basically episode. Basically just boils down to me asking what sex is, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very end of the movie, as far as money lines go, yeah, and fuck you too is one of my favorites. <laughs> so I want to know, do you like this quote unquote money line? What are your other favorite like one liners that are actually good? Because normally I feel like they're so cheap and I hate them, and they usually happen in horror movies Mm -hmm. where they're fighting the monster at the end, and they're like, I'll see you in hell, or go to hell. Something about hell. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I didn't mind it. I feel like if you had, say, like the script for like The Shining, and then you tacked on that line at the very end of The Shining, then I'd kind of like roll my eyes. But there were other examples of just like, eh, Kinda. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was realistic. <laughs> like, first of all, I, I feel like those lines are not normally realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you were in that situation, like, you would literally just, like, be self-preserving, right? Like, yeah. you're just, like, not focused on trying to be witty. You're focused on, like, not dying. So I normally yeah. don't, like those lines because it removes me from the movie. I get that, yeah. takes away from a little bit of the realism, but in terms of this one, I feel like if I was going to say something, (laughs) like something unoriginal as like, yeah, fuck you too. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's funny you bring that up because of the whole realism thing. There's tons of times where I'm watching a movie. Usually if something crazy happens to somebody, sometimes I'll think, you know, like, what would I do if that actually happened? Or what would that character do if it actually happened? And there is uh, a pretty well-known scene in Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks where he, at the end, he gets rescued and a doctor's looking him over. And I feel like that is the most realistic thing that somebody would portray if they were in, like, a horror movie or just, you know, at the end of a horror movie. He's shaking and she's asking him questions and he's you know obviously in shock he's asking you know like what 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 did what did you say and just not with it in the moment and i often think would that would that take me out of the movie that completely realistic reaction i think it depends on the movie yeah i agree because like i think this one, like you said, the writing is slightly cheesy at times. Right. With this one, I think <laughs> a little bit. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. But that's I love I love that line, and I'm trying to think of I don't know, I feel like I feel like Windows and Palmer are just like fucking goofballs, and I want I wanted to see more of Palmer. I don't know what his role was in the camp, but he just seems like a chill guy. He seems like um he's like a spitting image of this other character and I can very clearly picture this character in my mind's eye who's like got a little bit of like curly hair and is wearing like a jean vest 
mm-hmm. and it's like an uncle i want to say i feel like this character is in like national lampoon or Ernest, even maybe Ernest goes Disney. to jail <laughs> yeah i don't know um like i can literally picture it in my mind's eye but i can't remember what movie he's from and it's gonna kill me <laughs> this probably sounds like nonsense that's all right so uh are the things that you do not like about this movie i don't think so maybe like you said like a bit of the writing occasionally the pacing feels off mm. uh so i'll let you go first with your rating since i i chose this week's movie what are you gonna go with to be honest i haven't thought about my rating <laughs> Um, boy, seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Do you like this better than The Shining? No. Or do you like The Shining more? I like The Shining more. Okay. See, I I ask because I'm gonna give this one a, a ten out of ten, and that's what I rated this really? The Shining as. Okay. I've I've seen The Shining more, but I don't know if that's just out of like sheer coincidence or whether I really do like The Shining more. They're kind of like children. I love them so much for different reasons, but everyone has a favorite. <laughs> I mean, they're both great classics. Yeah, there's just something about 80s horror movies. So next week is your pick. Do you want to Do you want to announce it or do you want to keep it a surprise? I mean, it's going to be on Halloween and it's another John Carpenter movie, so... I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Is it the little rascals? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Awesome. All right. Well, I think I've said everything that I needed to say about this movie. I adore this film so much. And if for whatever reason you guys out there haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor. Throw this on, order a hot pizza and have some hot cocoa. And just enjoy the ride. I'm just thinking of like hot pizza with like stringy cheese and like watching that while like uh, Norris's head comes off with all like the green stringies that look like the inside of a pumpkin. Why do you think I chose pizza? (laughs) I can't eat during horror movies. Fun fact at the end of this episode, if you're still here, I can't eat watching horror movies. Literally, I can't even go. This is so funny. I can't even go on partner's Instagram and scroll through the feed while I'm eating. Like, lest there be some kind of gory or slightly spooky image. Right. I can't do it. Really? Um, by the way, that Instagram is at partners and fright podcast. And our Twitter, um, Joe has been erroneously saying that we are at partners and fright podcast, but we are at Bright Partners on Twitter. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Listen. You can search both. We'll come up. Just look for the two pumpkin heads. Okay. That's it. We're out there. Yeah. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week with uh, Devin's pick. The Little Rascals. <laughs> We're going to have to watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> We could put a we could spin that, right? Yeah. As a horror movie. I'm sure there are fan theories that like they're all dead or something. I'm Googling right now. I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>